Bienvenidos a Radio MNA, y'all. My name is Veroyati Flores. And I'm Miriam Suela Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we have un episodio para Pride. Un orgullo, un queer, just lots of queers here for y'all. Mm-hmm. And some, maybe not queers, but queer anthems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feliz Pride, y'all. Tell us about this song. So this is an Albita song, and it's called Una Mujer Como Yo. Let's take another listen. I've been on like a five-year-long campaign to like get Elbita more attention than she gets <laughs> because she's this like queer out Cuban artist who's been out for a long time. I mean, the song Una Mujer Como Yo, you know, that's what she's talking about. This is from 1997. Like she's always mm. kind of been out in the scene and I feel like she's well known among Cubans, but I don't know that she's known outside of that. And so I just always want to uplift her as like a queer icon so i keep bringing her back to our pride episodes yeah and a queer elder too <laughs> yeah it's she is nice she's kind of like a lo que se ve no se pregunta type of out or not I or think more it than was that. more than that i think it was more than that I, I feel like i asked my parents about this at some point i feel like everybody knew i think even as a kid i sort of had an a sense of it i mean everybody knew about juanga yeah too, but it's not like anybody was asking. right i mean but you know the song una mujer como yo like that's not a Look at Seven or Sepregunta. Yeah, no, I think she was more out than Juanga was. And I don't know, maybe she found more acceptance in like the Miami scene. I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah. it was, but I don't remember, like, I don't know if she's had partners or, you know, but yeah, I mean, definitely mm-hmm. now she's out and proud. But I don't, yeah, I don't know what it was like then if it was just like, well, she's a woman, kind of like um, um, Chavela, right? Like a woman in a suit, you know? I mean, she was very out and like did have lovers and stuff, but. I don't know. I think some, I mean, although Juanga was very feminine too in his, so yeah, I don't know. It's hard to compare those two situations, but, um, but yeah, Yeah. she's, she's, you know, she's actually not that much of an, I mean, I think she's like probably in her sixties, maybe her seventies. Um, 
still out there, still performing. I follow her on Instagram, so I learned that she was hospitalized with COVID like a few months ago, and I was like really concerned, but she survived. She made it. Um, I remember. Yeah. I remember. I got the updates. Yeah, yeah I was like telling you. All the Alvita COVID I know. Updates. Yeah, because like, <laughs> somebody was posting on her Instagram, like letting people know and asking them to pray for her and shit. So, but yeah, I just I, this isn't the song that I was familiar with, but um, but clearly it's a queer anthem, you know, una mujer como yo. So I wanted to bring it for today's episode. Good, good, yeah. And this was the title track of her 1997 album. So, you know, she wasn't trying to hide it, I don't think, at least at that point. Yeah, 1997 was still, like, you know, still mm-hmm. rough in 1997 yeah. to be out. When did Ricky Martin in come out? my you know? recollection. Yeah. Oh, much later. Yeah. Much, much later. Yeah. Like, in the last 10 years. Right. So, I feel like it's a big deal. Yeah. I remember my yeah. parents going to see her, like, um, you know, like leaving us with the abuelos and going to see her in Miami Beach, like when I was a kid. So, um, all right, go ahead, Arvita. Are you doing anything for Pride? Um, Have well, you done anything for Pride? No. Texas, Austin. Aust- I re- remember Pride. The real, like you know, cool Pride was not in June because it's a little hot. Yeah, no, it's in August. It's actually not about heat. I don't know why they pick the Pride is in August and in Austin, which is like bananas because it's really, really hot in August. Oh, that but yeah. is bananas. Black Pride is in June, but we didn't, I don't, I don't know if it's happened yet. It might actually be this weekend. Um, Got but it. yeah, like the mainstream Pride is in August and I have never participated because last August was like, you know, COVID shutdown time. So we'll mm-hmm. see. But um, DC Pride is kind of like my pride, I feel like, and I missed it. I mean, I wasn't trying to be there for it, but I haven't been there in a few years for it. But there was, they didn't have an official parade, but they had like, People just sort of took to the streets in an unofficial way. And I feel like that looked more like what pride should be, you know, rather right, than like right. the Lockheed Martin floats and stuff. that you Right. <laughs> so <laughs> awful and bizarre. Yeah. So I don't know. It looked we like people had a sweet time. We are into capitalist pride. We are into kink up pride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I am, I'm going to DC next week actually. And I think like some friends are doing like a pride, like let's go to a swimming hole, but it's just, you know, an outing. So, but you, you were at Pride, Pride this swim. weekend. I saw you at Pride. Oh, I yeah. was, I was, it was Brooklyn Pride last weekend and I had some, uh, fun at Papi Juice, uh, Rio Bamba, who wow, is Papi a Juice. DJ who I really love and, um, is a friend brought her dog Otis and me and my girl Tanu were like in charge of babysitting Otis during Rio's set. That's cute. <laughs> and it was I, funny. I was I dancing with this like underbite chihuahua. <laughs> that, it was just great. That's it was perfect. pretty excellent. And it was really nice to just be like outside in like, you know, like a pandemic sort of way, you, you know, New York, at least like, you know, like over 70% of people have at least their first shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you know, I'm fully vaccinated. So it's like, I'm still mostly doing stuff outdoors, but, um, where transmission rates are very, very low and unlikely, but, um, but yeah, it's felt really nice other than like, I'm just like, Oh, right. Outside is expensive. I need to like dial it back. <laughs> <laughs> So, Vetter, did you have a favorite Pride activity from your weekend of Pride besides dancing with the Chihuahua? <laughs> um, I think just being at Poppy Juice and, like, seeing people and being on the dance floor and, yeah, just, it's, I, I love it. I'm, like, the club auntie now. Mm. And the thing that I loved about that 
event is that it was from five to ten, so it's like I could or like five mm. to like it's, it ended really at eleven. Um, but I was like in bed at an extremely reasonable hour, which I'm a night owl, but I still appreciate the um, you know the ease instead mm-hmm. of like coming home like at four or something like that. So, um, but yeah, I think that that was that was a excellent pride activity. And has that party, me. like, been on hold this whole year and now it's back? Yeah, it was the first. I think it was, like, the first, like, Poppy Juice event since the pandemic. I'm pretty sure. Amazing. Yeah, it's all slowly reawakening over here in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Same. We went out to, a, like, a live salsa band on Saturday night, and that's, like, a new thing to even just try, trying to go out. But we... We tried to put the kiddo to bed and then leave, and that was hard because this kiddo is not going to sleep particularly early. And so we got to the – this party also ended at 11, so we got there for the last half hour. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know. It was kind of sad. Then we realized, like, we should just bring her because it's, like, an outdoor thing. It's not at a club. And so um, – and there are other kids there. So, like, next time I think we'll just yeah. bring her with us and she'll yeah. just go sleep late. But, um, but yeah. That sounds so. so fun. That was one of the yeah. things that I decided that I wanted to do when there was an outside again was go see live salsa because I mm-hmm. love it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really fun. When we got got there, they were playing no, Yo No Se Mañana, <laughs> favorite <laughs> apocalyptic your album. Fave, your fave <laughs> apocalypse slash Buddhist. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Anthem. Exactly. <laughs> Slash fuck boy mm-hmm. <laughs> to convince mm-hmm. the girl to get it to bed. All the things. <laughs> All the things. Um, okay, so what's your first song for our Pride episode? My first song is by an artist that I is, you know, like long rumored to be queer. Um, and this is definitely a gay anthem. This song is by Ana Gabriel and it's called Simplemente Amigos. Me, huh? mm, yeah, so I think I maybe talked about this in another episode, but oh, when I learned that Ana Gabriel is famously rumored to be gay, I was just extremely pleased. 
not pleased because like she didn't feel like she could be out of course that's terrible but i love ana gabriel and to like learn that she's family or at least like rumored to be was i think for me great and if you listen to this song i feel like it checks out like this feeling like my god mm-hmm. so wait, where did you hear this rumor can you reveal your sources I can't remember where I first heard this rumor, but then I like looked into it and it's all over the internet. And then Richard from Songmas and I have talked about it. And like, you know, it's like, so this song apparently is rumored to be about Veronica Castro, right? Um, the actress. And um, I cannot confirm whether this is true, but it is widely accepted in Mexican celebrity gossip circles, which is why I can't give you like a source. It's just like mm. one of those things like, oh, yes, of course. You know? The, the internet thinks that she's gay. <laughs> yeah. The internet thinks she's gay. Everybody thinks that she's gay, that she had a thing with Veronica Castro, and that Veronica Castro was like, I actually can't handle this, bro. Like, I can't be putting my career in danger like because she wanted to like apparently have a relationship and she was like I can't mm. um, so that's the rumor okay and so this song is like the so- a song about you know like she just wishes somebody that they, they pretend to be friends but she just wishes she could be out in the world and be like this is my boo and there's something about the way Ana Gabriel sings that is like tanto sentimiento, tanto feeling that like it's the kind of song that makes me like feel the feelings that I don't even actually have. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have a lover that I wish could I could say was my boo. I have never had a lover that I wish I could mm-hmm. say was my boo. But like I listen to this song y sufro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I just feel the feelings. <laughs> so And yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. I was going to ask you, so have you ever been, like, closeted like this, where you're, like, you know you're gay and you're hiding it? No, no. I mean, like, have I ever, like, when I was a kid, like, a teenager, I was, like, see, this is the thing. Because I'm, like, bi and I, like, I'm attracted to men. Mm -hmm. And when I was a teenager, I had, like, gay friends. So I was, like, well, I'm not homophobic. And I really extremely don't want to be gay. And I put a lot of thought about how, into how much I didn't want to be gay, which I didn't know meant that you were probably gay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did yeah. not know about internalized homophobia. So I was like, and I was like, and I'm attracted to men. So I was like, problem solved. So I just like put it away for a mm-hmm. long time. And it like, it didn't really you know, come up until much later in my life, in like my early 20s, when I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm gay. And then it was like, okay, this is cool. I'm cool with this. And then it was just like about coming out to my family. And I just waited until I was ready, which was not super long. You know, it was like maybe like six months into like my first relationship. And, um... And so, but there wasn't like, I've never been like, you know, in a situation where I was just like, wow, I really wish I could tell the world that this person was my lover, you know, for whatever reason, but I can't, you know, I've never really totally been in that situation. Like, 
other than like the brief time when I was like dating somebody and I was closeted from my family, but I wasn't closeted from anybody else. You know what right. I mean? Like all of my friends, I was like, get with the program. And they were like, yeah, cool. We yeah. already knew. Like yeah. everybody else already knew. Wait, were you, <laughs> were you, for me. were you not out to your family when you first started dating your most recent ex? No, no. Mm. Wait, no, you weren't. Or no, wasn't. you were. You weren't out to them. I was not out. Oh, I didn't know that. So that means that when I met you, you weren't out to your family. That's right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. That's right. I was not out to my family. Well, I, um, yeah, I was also never closeted in that way because like, I mean, I had a similar thing when I was younger about sort of like convincing myself that I wasn't gay, you know, uh-huh, and like telling uh-huh. myself that like I was looking at other girls because I wanted to be like them. You know, I was comparing myself <laughs> like I had lots right. of like really right. you know elaborate sort of stories around it. Um, like all girls do this and that kind of thing. And then absolutely. Yeah. Same. So I was I like, was like, I just can't not stare at cleavage. Like, yeah. don't you have that issue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me, like being in the closet. You can't be in the closet if you don't know you're gay. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> me being in the closet is like, you know, and you're hiding it from people. So yeah, once I basically, once I came out in college, then I like basically came out to everyone. There was a summer, like right after I came out where I was doing the summer program and I didn't come out to anybody in my program because I just wasn't sure how people would respond. And so they yeah. would be like, are you talking yeah. to anyone? And I'm like, no. And then I'm like, I mean, I wasn't talking to anyone, but I was also like, reading like lesbian right. novels and going to like lesbian shows secretly <laughs> like that kind of thing <laughs> and like going to like awkward lesbian meetups um where I was like the youngest one by like 30 years you know so oh my um, God. so that was my only time actually like <laughs> hiding it from anybody and that was just a couple of months and I just didn't feel like I knew these folks well enough to know whether they would be cool or not you know which I think they actually yeah. would have been fine but it just like there weren't any out gay people, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable. It was a different time, bro. Yeah. It's changed a lot yeah. lately. It's yeah. It's changed it's a true. lot, which, you it's know, true. mostly for the best. Love the yeah. rights. Some but yeah, of I've... the like, you know, homo normalcy, like like homo normativity shit is unfortunate, but you know, we can keep fighting that. Um, but I did my first like serious, not my first girlfriend, but my, my like long-term relationship. She wasn't out to her family when we got together and her mom was coming to visit and she was like so can you just be my friend and I was like no <laughs> I was like I cannot meet your mom like I can just not come to the yeah. gathering yeah, but I'm not gonna come, come and pretend to be your friend yeah <laughs> like no. that's not which I'm like good for me for like having good boundaries you know I wasn't like trying to pressure yeah. her I was just like listen if you want me there like yeah you need to be ready to be honest because I'm not gonna pretend and so right I don't know. It would be interesting to ask her if she felt like that was pressure or not. But she ended up coming out to her mom, who was, like, fine with it. And I feel like her so probably also dated women at some point in her life. Um, and mm-hmm. so it was it was fine. So, yeah, I didn't ever have to, like, be with anybody who was hiding it from everybody, which also feels like would yeah. be painful. So Yeah. Yeah. Same. Well, I don't know what Ana Garabiel is going through. I mean, maybe, like, I don't know. It's like I kind of want to say, like, is it is it harder, like, in – is there like less acceptance for like Mexican artists? You know, I don't know. Thinking about Albita, like why was she able to be like maybe a little bit more out, but I, I don't know. I think maybe it's also case by case, like what people are dealing with and what they feel like they're risking and, and how they're seeing, yeah, you know, totally. I don't think we can make and generalizations. I, mean, I don't really know. Like, I feel like Ana Gabriel was huge. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I guess I don't really know. Like maybe she felt like she had more to lose, like, or maybe like, you know, like she was, she always hit it more or she always felt like she could hide it. Like, I feel like maybe, you know, some people like 
their closets are made of glass, mm-hmm. right? So it's mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. there's no way I can hide this and I'm just going to do me, you know? And mm-hmm. like people are like, you know, maybe cool or, you know, like it, there's so many factors, I think, and a lot of them are like just personal and like how you like, you know, your proximity to outness and mm-hmm. yeah, all of that. So yeah, true. Who knows? True. But either way, Ana Gabriel is legit. I think this is a truly delicious piece of gossip. And I have come to accept it as fact because <laughs> it makes me like this harsh and cruel world that we live in a lot better. So <laughs> in my head, this is true. <laughs> well, here's a real test. Has this gossip made it to her Wikipedia page? Ooh, I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> I'm finding out right now. Oh, wow. She's looking good. She's 65. Okay. Um, let's see. Usually there's like a controversy. No. No. Doesn't even have anything about her personal life. Yeah. Ooh. That makes it seem Nothing more like Nothing about the personal yeah, life. That makes it I seem more like, like she's something. gay. <laughs> yeah. No, it just starts with career. You know, the personal life. Nothing about personal no. life. Or something. Okay, she's got a good. She's got a good publicist who's like covering the track. That's right. That's exactly correct. Although this does say that it needs additional citations for verification, so maybe it's not very well sourced. I don't totally understand how Wikipedia works, but um, all right. So, well, thank you for sharing that. Cheese make on what is the next song that you're bringing us? Um, this is a very openly <laughs> queer artist. Um, no questions there. This is by Emily Estefan, and it's called Fuck to Be. Turn right, catch your coat, look for falling stones. Careful what you eat, humble tongues don't wrong. Stand straight, lose some weight, devils in the smoke. Folks scrape, God's mistakes, drive me to a all. Emily before and I couldn't I thought we brought I brought this song before but I couldn't find it so I don't know if I, I thought you'd brought it before I too. know I looked for it and did you find it know. no I know um but she is the daughter of the Latinx music power couple Gloria and Emilio Estefan and I think actually it was when she put this song out that I realized she was queer I mean this is also like kind of her becoming more pop- public because she these were her this was one of her debut singles in 2016 so and it's very much a queer anthem. It's like, you don't tell me who the fuck to be, you know? 
um, and her mother directed it. So it's a very sweet, like, I just think the story of their, of this, of her being out and like their relationship is very, is very sweet. And like, you know, you shouldn't expect anything different from like the people who made Ricky Martin happen. Like that be pretty fucked up if they did all that. And then they were like not supportive of their queer daughter, but I don't know. You never Mm -hmm. know how it's going to be, but they've been very out and proud and supportive and it's very sweet. Um, and she and her, she has had a girlfriend since like her early twenties, who's also Cuban and that I follow both of them on Instagram <laughs> and like, they're very involved with the family and like, it's all very sweet. And like on like, you know, Emilio's birthday, like her girlfriend post thing. Like, it just seems like very, just like a very sweet, like familial relationship. Um, so I'm a fan of all of that. And very cute. Have you seen the red table talks with them? I have not. There's like an Estefan family, right? So it started with like the Smith family women, right? Like, like, um, I mean, they host it, don't they? Well, it was like, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know how it works now because originally it was just that, that family, right? It was the daughter and the mom and the grandma from like the Smith family. And then, um, I think now like they're sort of mimicking a similar thing with Emily, Gloria, and then her sister, because her, oh. Gloria's mother passed away. Um, so I haven't, but I haven't watched oh. it. So I don't know if, um, why am I blanking on her name? Um, Will Smith's wife. Jada. Jada. Pinkett. Jada Pinkett Smith. Thank you. I don't know if she's involved or not. Um, but yeah, but I have not watched it, but I think it would be cute. I wish that Gloria Fajardo, which is Gloria's mom was still around because I loved her. And I feel like that would be like a really interesting, um, group of women to talk i mean that's sort of part of it it's supposed to be intergenerational and they talk about relationships and they talk about sex like all this stuff um and i've talked about the grandmother before because emily and the grandmother did a series of these really cute like videos they called rapuela because um gloria fajardo was a singer in cuba before the revolution and before she like immigrated to the u.s um so but she passed away a few years ago and so that was all very tender and sad the other thing I learned about uh, Emily when I was researching this episode is that she was kind of like a miracle baby because she was born after Gloria's big bus accident where she was really, really oh. badly injured. And they, you know, it, it, she broke her back, but I guess it also affected her, like her reproductive organs. And she, she, she was told she would never be able to give birth again or get pregnant oh, again. Wow. Cause um, Emily's it. brother is like 14 years older than her or something. So, um, but yeah, she came like four years later. So there's also that. Wow. So this music is like, you know, she's, she went to like the Berkeley school of music. Like, you know, it's, she's got like some jazz influences. Like, I'm not sure that I know or love her style yet. You know, I think she's still maybe figuring it out, but, um, but I love her story and the who she is and I don't know. So I'm, I'm a fan of just like watching her for that reason. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this song? It's interesting. I think I like it. I don't think that I'd like put it on, but I'm glad to listen to it. All right, let's take a quick break to talk about the sponsor of today's episode. So as part of this campaign, Planned Parenthood asks us to show someone how we see them, like how we really see them. So today, Perez, I want to talk about how I see you. I see you every single day working hard to be a good partner and a good parent I see you being really caring and really patient often with me. (laughs) And I really see your commitment to healing and to justice. And I feel so lucky to see you. Oh, you're really sweet. Um, (laughs) 
So Planned Parenthood also sees you, truly sees you, not just as patients, but also as people deserving of understanding and compassionate quality health care and education. And they understand the importance of having access to that care so that you can define exactly where you're going. You can visit www.bscene.org to learn more about how Planned Parenthood is here to see you become who you will be. That's www.bscene.org. Thanks so much. Let's get back to our episode. All right. So the next song that I have for y'all is by an artist I'm pretty sure we've brought before. Um, her name is Villano Antillano, and this also features Ana Macho. This song is called Muñeca. Let's take a listen. Yo tengo el disco chito el icing Yo sé que me veo appetizing Todos dicen que me veo enticing Todavía no me meto nada de plastic Pero ya tengo la tierra como plastic Yo nací con este culo pa' que mastic Aquella que se quite que está nati Vengo de la jungla, no soy Tarzan, yo soy Jane Lo pongo nervioso cada que escuchan mi name Están en mi perfil desde junio hasta May Siempre dando zoom en mi boom boom hey Ese tu rollo no es el mío anyways Aquí se sabe que soy fina como el haze Aunque a veces me salga un poquito del plate Aunque me tire machito con mujeres por deleite Siempre que se corren explosivos como Mayday Si te adelanto porque todos quieren play dates Leche bicho bicho leche en ese orden Más leche de aquella vaquita de Borden No soy una chica normal Todos saben que yo soy una muñeca Saco leche con cojones normal Yo no paro de escuchar un puñeta yeah we've definitely brought them before i remember yeah yeah so by the way there's sirens behind me y'all it's brooklyn my window's open it's where people are back outside doing shit and the cops are still acting a fool so but um we got good music for you. This is Villano Antillano and Macho. And I started following Villano Antillano because a friend of mine put me on. Um, Villano Antillano is a friend of hers. And she was asking me about how to get them some press and stuff. And so, like, I think we included them in an episode a while back because I liked what they were doing. And uh, lately, over the past couple of years, they've been getting some visibility. And I really couldn't be happier because... In addition to just like more queer and gender non-conforming visibility in El Movimiento, um, I just think that they're really good, like really solid beats, like really um, good rapper. Um, and then Ana Macho, I learned about through this collaboration there. Um, and, you know, these two folks are both like femme, non-binary Puerto Ricans. And I just love to see it, love to see the collaboration. I think it's really great. And I realized doing some research for this episode also that um, the the Ana Macho hosts a podcast called Los Dias Por Ricans. So mm. I'll be checking that out. We can put the link in the show notes. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I remember when you first brought them. I love a name that's got that kind of like, uh, I don't know what the like word is for it. But I guess it's, I mean, I guess it sort of rhymes, but 
Um, but yeah, it has that like catchiness to it. Biano mm. and Tejano. Yeah. Like it just, you know, it's fun to say. Yeah. It's it's delightful. It's delightful. And I just really like their vibe, you know, like they're just like great, great energy. And when we're recording this right now, the video, uh, the music video for this song has not come out. So the, it doesn't have visuals. But by the time this episode comes out, it will have visuals. So go on ahead to the show notes and check the, those out. I definitely will be doing so because usually they're excellent in the visuals component and it looks from the preview to be dope as fuck. So this is um, brand new music. Yeah, it's pretty new. It's pretty new music. Yeah, it came out, I think, in the last few weeks. Awesome. All right. My last song for this Pride episode is by Gloria Trevi, and it's called Todos Me Miran. Let's take a listen. Tú me hiciste sentir que no valías Y mis lágrimas cayeron a tus pies Me miraba en el espejo y no me hallaba Yo era solo lo que tú querías ver Y me solté el cabello So as soon as I, I was actually like, I found somebody's like Latino pride sort of mix on Spotify. So I was like perusing what they had on that. And the song was on there. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, this is like, if I haven't heard this yet, this is like a classic, like Latina drag queen number, like 100%. Yes. So that's why I wanted to bring it. And then I watched the Definitely. video and I was like, wait, this is actually about a trans woman, <laughs> which I was like, that's amazing. And, and then made it all make sense of like, okay, this is probably why this is a song that people pick up for drag because it's actually describing the, you know, the experience of it. But I was really surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd never seen the video before. I obviously knew the song, but I didn't realize that the video um, included, you know, presumably a trans woman. I don't think she's a drag queen. Right. Um, but this is a drag anthem. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure I've seen it. I haven't seen as much like drag queen shows as I have drag king shows, but like I'm sure I've seen this before um, in this number either, you know, somewhere because it's, yeah, it's just so classic. But it was cool. I mean, it's from 19, I mean, sorry, it's from 2017. So I don't know if it's like what came first. Was she already kind of like a queer icon and then she decided to do that that song or did the song, you know, was the song her sort of like stepping out into it? Like, I'm not sure. I don't know anything about the history of this. I hadn't like... She wasn't on my mind necessarily as like somebody who, you know, like there's artists that are sort of like 
presumably straight, but like become these icons, you know, for queer communities. And I hadn't thought of her, but this song totally kind of fits that bill. Yeah, I feel like Gloria Trevi has a queer energy about, you know, her energy. I don't know that she's queer or anything, but it is. she's like one of those like iconic artists for mm-hmm. queer people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty, I, you know, I don't, I didn't, I didn't watch closely enough to like give a critique of it, of like what was the representation like and, you know, how did she do? But it's amazing that there's a representation at all, you know? And even from like four years ago. So pretty, yeah, pretty incredible. Yeah. Pretty great. She, we've talked about her before. She's a Mexican artist, um, longtime musician. And then, you know, she's been involved in some scandal because she was in, she was actually in prison for like four years related to, I think it's like her like longtime manager and like some abuse of like young women and sort of like unclear her role or relationship in it as like a victim or as also a perpetrator, potentially both. So she's had her own kind of complicated past but seems to be continuing with her career despite it all. Yeah, for sure. I could never, I do remember that when I was first in the United States, it was like all over the news. And yeah, I feel like now it feels hard to like parse through like what was, what that was about. And I definitely didn't have like a critical eye towards what it was about, but it seemed like from what I can understand now of what I know happened, it seemed like she was like definitely partially a victim at least Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. that weird weird um situation Mm -hmm. i mean i think it's not actually that uncommon that line between like victim and perpetrator can get blurred especially in like these complicated scenarios where like women are involved in abuses that you know men are perpetrating anyway yeah but but yeah i don't i don't know the story and i think it would be it's you know it's one of those things it's like will we ever really know exactly what what went down but i mean yeah she did four years in jail like that's not nothing you know so and then she was eventually cleared of everything but yeah that would be another like fun theme would be like drag numbers you know (laughs) like songs that like make really good drag numbers um Mm -hmm. that like latina you know classic like latina drag queen songs i feel like there's a lot of them out there definitely some selena (laughs) selena would make that you know selena also, it's like, who are the like Latina musicians? Actually, Albita. They were like Albita drag queens in South Beach, too. Um, but yeah, like, who are the women like oh. musician icons that become then like, you know, immortalized through drag performers? <laughs> yes. All right. What's your last song? Oh, actually, before we go to your last song, I wanted to also, to like, we wanted to note that it's been five years since the Pulse massacre happened. Yeah. Which feels yeah. wild. And that was like such a big moment for so many reasons. And like we really, um, you know, we really like took it seriously on the show and like used the show, the platform as a way to kind of mourn and like talk about it and process like the trauma of it. Um, and now it feels really far away, but it's been, mm-hmm. it's only been five years, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard that they're going to like make it like a. Mm hmm a historical site or whatever. Yeah. It's going to be like a memorial. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you all want to listen to that show that we made about it, um, we'll link it in the show notes. Mm -hmm. All right. So what's your last song? My last song is by a Colombian artist called Lo Mas Bello and it's called Shut Up. Let's take a listen. 
Uy, eso es un mano o una vieja. Por si ahora los mares se visten de mujer, las mujeres se visten de hombre. ¿A dónde vamos a llegar? Eh, 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 ¿a vos qué te importa? Deja vivir. Loca, joda, suerte, vaca, loca, foca, tú le hizo chara. Loca, joda, suerte, vaca, loca, foca, tú le hizo chara. Loca, joda, suerte, vaca, loca, foca, tú le hizo quien decido ser. Soy quien decido ser. Que si hombre o mujer, goddamn bicho. Intenta descifrarme, no soy tu acertijo. Tu tradicional mode, yo reglas no sigo. Si me bajas el vestido, te muestro el pito. Todas las calles son mis red carpets. Mi estilo de puta para que te infartes. Bien caripelada, bitch, no te desgastes. Maquillaje con highlighter, don't forget the lashes. Ready pa' los flashes, soy la más del parche. Ya te dije que soy king y también la Barbie. Como Marsha P. Johnson, no podrán ahogarme. Esta marica indefinida te hace cuestionarte. Un shout out para mis trans girls. En tacones en la Santa Fe. Sí, sí, Queen, somos divers. No nací, yo me inventé. Chara, loca, joda, suerte, vaca, loca, foca, tú le hizo chara. Loca, joda, suerte, vaca, loca, foca, tú le hizo chara. Loca, joda, suerte, vaca, loca, foca, tú le hizo quien decido ser. Soy quien decido ser. No es tu fucking lío si me pinto la boca. So, the person who put me on to this is Janeris, who you all might have heard on our episode when we when Perez and I went to the Dominican Republic Janeris is Dominican and um does a lot of really dope like queer liberation racial justice work on the island and she also loves music so you know we talked about it on the show back then which we can also link in the show notes we're just referring to all these <laughs> various episodes that we've talked about in the past but um But she, um, Janeris, put me on to Lo Mas Bello a while back. I think when this song came out, which like maybe like a year-ish or so ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lo Mas Bello is Colombian and, um, you know, queer and gender non-conforming. And she's been like all up on the protests in Colombia on her Twitter like as I as far as I can tell like back in May when there were all these like uprisings against police violence and like government um malfeasance and corruption and everything um in Colombia but she seems really really dope and um this is the first song of hers I'm pretty sure that I heard But she's kept releasing music and she's really active and I'm excited to see um, what she's up to and seeing other queer artists she collaborates with. Um, it's it's exciting to see that there's platforms for all these queer folks these days. I'm just have, trying to lift them up. Yeah. Have you and Yanity stayed in touch? I haven't talked to her since we were in the DR. Yeah. Yeah. I actually um, sent her a message on WhatsApp a few weeks ago, maybe uh, like two or three weeks ago, because we talked like a little bit in the middle of the pandemic and because she was here with her partner in New Jersey mm-hmm. and we're like, she came here right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, like how are you? Are y'all doing okay? Whatever. And then, um, I hadn't talked to them in a minute. So I wrote and they're actually back, you know, her partner finished, um, her postdoc and now they're back in the DR. And oh. so she's like, you know, cuando estén de vuelta, llámenme. Nice. So, oh, I'm happy for um, her. I'm think. happy. I'm she happy didn't really want to leave. Right. It was like kind of just no, like long distance no, situation. She, yeah. 
yeah, it was just a long distance situation with a boo and she wanted to sort of rectify that. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like a harsh trade, New mm-hmm. Jersey for DR, but, um, well, I don't know. I mean, some people, you know, would love to leave DR to go to New Jersey. You know, it all depends. Yeah, on your... A lot of people do. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah. It all depends on your, <laughs> you know, your situation. A lot of people have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Danities did not want to yeah, go to New true. Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that she's back on the island. That's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So she's back and she's doing well. Awesome. Well, these are, this artist is definitely new to me. So thanks for lifting them up. Yeah, for sure. Definitely like more and more, it seems like there's out queer artists, you know? Like, I feel like when we started five years ago, like there's just, I mean, it makes sense with the way that the culture is shifting, but it just seems like there's more and more people to talk about. Yeah. And I mean, what I really am excited about is seeing like so many more trans feminine Mm -hmm. people um, making waves and putting out music and making a name for themselves, you know, because I think that even like like before when we would bring like queer artists, it was like, you know, like a lot of the people who got platforms and were able to be out were cis Mm -hmm. folks. Right. And like. You know, that makes sense. Like trans people are discriminated against in a whole other different level and um, way in society. So um, it's really touching to see uh, that especially particularly trans feminine uh, folks of color are are able to, um, you know, are putting out music and like finding platforms and um, and doing their thing and thriving. Like that's really beautiful to see. Yeah, totally. And if you listen to um, our episode that we talked about on the Dominican Republic, um, we did a few episodes in the DR. We, we interviewed a few um, queer, uh, like a few artists, um, including like Bahari de la Paul, who is mm-hmm. like also um, queer. But Janetis talks a little bit about um, the role of, of um, you know, queer and trans people in Dembo. And on our Dembo episode with Jenny, they also talk about, like, the role that, like, queer people have played and specifically trans women also have played in in the Dembo scene. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just, I, I really, that there's, as even, like, L- the LGBTQ spectrum finds acceptance, like, there's so many intersections to identities within those communities and like all those communities are not the same and do not experience the same kinds of uh you know like um harsh discrimination like this year has been like on record for like the most anti-trans legislation that has ever been introduced across state legislatures of all time, which is a reaction, right. Mm -hmm. To visibility, right. And to people like owning their truths. Like there's always a backlash, you know, like you can see that with a lot of social movements, it's not specific to this, but it's really scary. And, um, and so I just like love to lift up like joy and resistance from, um, from our trans folks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really shitty, and, like, if we weren't making gains, there wouldn't be so much backlash, you know? That's right. That's right. Well, thank you all so much for listening, y'all. Mm-hmm. Happy Pride. I hope that if you are celebrating, you get to do something that feels affirming and fun. Um, and, yeah, thanks so much for listening. As always, the info about these songs are in the show notes at RileyMania.com. 
And yeah, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. We're on all those different places. And we have a cute little newsletter where we usually pick out, um, you know, things that we're reading, things that we're into that you probably won't find anywhere else on other social media platforms. So check that out. All right, y'all. Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima, babies. Happy Pride. Bye.